scripture this morning is found in John's Gospel, the third chapter, verses 1 through 17, the story of Nicodemus. John's Gospel, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Hear now the words from John. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel? And yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of the word. Let us pray. Father God, we sit here this morning listening to your word, and as our thoughts begin to ponder the scriptures. Lord, help us to see ourselves in Nicodemus and to hear again Jesus' words that are life-giving words. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, there are many, many nights that I wake up in the mornings, anywhere from 2 to 3 o'clock in the morning. And because of this, I have 
grown very familiar with the nighttime lineup on television. There is a network called Nickelodeon, and they have a series that they call at night. They call it Nick at Night. So as I read about Nicodemus, I, I thought about Nick at Night. Because there's many nights that I have sat and watched Spongebob. <laughs> hour after hour. But that time is also spent in conversation and prayer with God. It's time that I maybe don't have during the day or the week to sit with God and wrestle about truths and my relationship with Him and where my faith takes me from day to day. So as I read this story again of Nicodemus, I thought how very timely this message was. You see, in the Gospel of John, light and dark imagery is very important. Light symbolizes the presence of God and darkness and night symbolizes God's absence. God's absence. And as you read about Nicodemus and his story, you can sense an essence of fear in his actions. And fear, as we know, is the very opposite of faith. Now, commentary after commentary can tell you that we really don't know why Nicodemus came to Jesus at nighttime. It could have been because he feared reprisal from the rest of the Pharisees or from the Sanhedrin. But it might have been because he, like me, can't sleep at night sometimes because of the things that he wrestles with. And he thought that nighttime was a time that he could get some clarity from Jesus about those things. It could have been because he saw and he knew how busy Jesus was. Because the scriptures tell us there is always a crowd around Jesus. But it could also be, and again, we don't know for sure, but that the dark symbolized for Nicodemus the darkness and the questions that surrounded his own heart and his soul at that point. You see, if you read the scriptures carefully, you will see that Nicodemus was a little bit different from the other Pharisees. Scripture says that he was a seeker of truth. A seeker of truth. He had a longing for the Messiah and Messiah's kingdom. And he saw Jesus as a teacher that was sent straight from God. You see, Nicodemus had plenty of head knowledge as the leader, as a leader in the Sanhedrin, which is the highest religious order of that day. 
But he didn't know anything at all about a relationship. He knew a whole lot about religion. He had studied. He knew the scriptures. But he did not know about relationship. His knowledge lacked heart, if you will. He had what some people would call a tentative faith. You know, that kind of faith that we see in people sometimes that when things work out the way they think it should, that their faith is strong. But if it doesn't work out the way they think it should, they keep looking and they keep searching. Nicodemus was like many of the Pharisees. He, he had a, a, a drive for control, for discipline, for organization. He was comfortable with those things. Everything had to be categorized and decided upon. But when Jesus began to speak the words that new birth was like the wind, we all know about the wind, don't we? It's uncontrollable. It's unpredictable sometimes. It's surprising. And that is what happened with Nicodemus as he heard these words come from Jesus. So this was a new concept for Nicodemus. And he had to take a bit to process this new thought. I tend to think that Nicodemus was not so much unlike us. I don't really think that he misunderstood Jesus. He knew that Jesus was talking in that spiritual realm about a spiritual rebirth. But Nicodemus's issue was that he didn't think that that applied to him. You see, he was already a part of the kingdom. And to ask him to start over, if you will, he did not see the point. Much like people who have spent their whole life since childhood going to Sunday school and to church, and that's a regular part of their practice. But as yet, they do not have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, Nicodemus rested a lot on his privilege. The privilege of birth and status. Nicodemus's titles and his status and his pride were the very things that made up his darkness. Some of those things may sound familiar to some of us. And we too can come to love our own darknesses. And that idea of starting over makes no sense at all. 
The interesting thing about this story of Nicodemus, though, is he left the encounter with Jesus that night still with his issues unresolved. Still with them unresolved. And part of the reason for that was, as he came to Jesus, he came with the mind thought that Jesus would confirm to him all those things that he already knew. He wanted Jesus' confirmation of what he knew. But as usual, Jesus turned things upside down for Nicodemus, and he began to teach him and talk to him about relationship. And again, I, I dare say that we are like Nicodemus sometimes. We know what we know what we know. And when we take things to God in prayer, we expect him to give us that rubber stamp on those things that we know. But many, many times, if we really and truly listen to what God is trying to speak to us, that's not what happens. That's not what happens. Sometimes, Jesus pushes us to go deeper, to think beyond just what we think we know challenges our faith in ways that we can't imagine. And anything that we hear that is different from what we know sounds strange, sounds foreign, and I dare say sometimes we think it sounds wrong. We think it sounds wrong. In the world that we live in today, there is fear and confusion. There is division and uncertainty. And in the face of all of that, we have our own opinions, don't we? And we go to God seeking that affirmation. See, it's a strange thing about Christians who think they have it all made and they know everything there is to know. They are normally the hardest ones to teach and the slowest ones to grow. Those of you who are teachers probably understand that concept. When you have a student that comes into class and thinks they know it all, hard to teach them when their mind is closed off and it's not open. But God wants to push us. He wants us to be open to what he has to share with us. He wants us to open ourselves to the possibility that the picture that we have in our minds just might be a little bit bigger from God's view 
than what we think. Or there might be some kind of understanding that we have that he could offer us. You see, John is using Nicodemus here as a metaphor for anyone who places the practices and teachings of any religion above a relationship. Because that goes beyond our thinking. The only way, Jesus says, to grow closer to God is to be born again through the Spirit. To be open to the actions of God through our relationship with Him. And to hear truths that perhaps we do not know. As I said, Nicodemus went away from that encounter with his issues unresolved. He had to process. He had to discern. He had to go beyond those religious preconceptions and all the do's and the don'ts to hear what Jesus was trying to speak to him about. not so different for us today. God wants us to go beyond our practices and those things that we know. He us in our relationship and through our relationship with Jesus Christ to be open to new things. Words of truth. Perhaps that are way outside of our comfort zone. But trusting in the Holy Spirit to lead us forward. The gift of Jesus Christ is the power of salvation. It's a sign of the new covenant. And he calls us out of the darkness and into the light. But we have to be open to this light.